What is up? And welcome in. It is July 13th, 2022. Going live a little bit earlier than we said we would. A little bit later than we normally do. To break down Minnesota United's 1-1 draw with Sporting Kansas City. My name is Jeremy Rushing here to do that with you. The reason why we had the adjusted timeline tonight is because we actually had two post-game shows. If you missed it, had a really good conversation with Mark Provatsky, Danny Foxhoven, and Matthew Johnson on Minnesota Aurora's 2-1 USLW League playoff win over Indy 11. Uh, so if you uh, want to check out that conversation, that's available right now on our Twitter page uh, in the previous spaces section, or you can check that out on the Soda Soccer podcast feed tomorrow morning if you want to listen to that conversation. But yes, big shout out before we get going on the Loons Talk. Big shout out to Minnesota Aurora and that 2-1 to win. They advance to the USLW League semifinals, which take place on Sunday at TCO Stadium. But now it's time to discuss Minnesota United and the 1-1 draw with Sporting Kansas City at Allianz Field. Now, coming into this match, SKC was uh, not on a great run. That had been well documented. Uh, but the stats really show just how bad things had been for Sporting Kansas City coming into this. Um, you're looking at a team tied for last in the league with just 18 goals, tied for fifth worst in the league in goals allowed. Uh, no goals in 15 appearances so far this season from Kyrie Shelton. A league worst 11 losses, a league worst minus 16 goal differential. That's the team you were playing tonight. That's the team Minnesota United was taking on. So when you look at that team just on paper, you got to think, oh, coming off three straight wins. It should be four straight wins at the end of the night playing this team at home who has just been absolutely struggling. But you sort of remove the, the, the hood off of the face and you see it sporting Kansas City and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, maybe this, this will be a little bit uh, tighter than the numbers suggest because it is absolutely impossible for Minnesota and sporting Kansas City outside of the 4-0 outlier last year to play a one-sided match. Uh, usually all their matches are are neck-and-neck neck nail biters, as tonight was, right, with the 1-1 draw. Um, so you knew coming in that it was probably going to be a bit of a battle, but considering Kansas City's struggles and the team they have been this season, you think that the three points should be the expectation, right? But you don't get that. You get a 1-1 draw, um, and it's hard to feel like this this wasn't two points dropped. And that's where I'm actually going to kick off my three things. Now, as you're trickling in the stream, before I get to my three things, as you are joining us here on YouTube, uh, go ahead and leave a question, a comment in the chat. We'd love that. Uh, give us a thumbs up. So let us know you're liking the content and tap that bell to be notified whenever we drop a new video. Now, I will be completely honest and say I know that a lot of people will be watching this after the fact that will be listening to the podcast version of this because there were more than 25,000 people, pretty much all of which are in our audience base here at Soda Soccer, that were out watching soccer in the Twin Cities tonight. Almost 19,000 at Allianz, 6,200 uh, selling out TCO for Minnesota Aurora's playoff match. So I'm well aware that the live uh, viewership and live um, – interaction is not going to be what it normally was. It's not going to be the dozens and dozens that tuned in after the Vancouver match. I get that. But hopefully we can get a few people in here, leave some questions and comments to respond to as we get rolling. So if you are just joining us on YouTube, 
uh, feel free to leave those questions or comments and give us that thumbs up. Now, if you're watching on Twitter and you want to get involved in the conversation, you do need to go over to YouTube. I know, YouTube. You'd rather just be on Twitter because you're always on Twitter anyways. I understand that. I'm on Twitter far more than I'm on YouTube myself. But if you do want to get involved in the conversation, leave a question or comment. We're not able to see those comments that come in on Twitter. You'll have to leave those over on YouTube. Just search Soda Soccer or search Post Loons, and you should get all hooked up right there. Um, but if you're watching on Twitter and you just want to chill and take in the post game show, that is fine. Uh, I do ask that maybe you hit that like and retweet button and amplify this out to more people as we get rolling here. Uh, but with all that said, I'm going to give my three things. My first thing from tonight is that this feels like a loss. This really does feel like a loss for Minnesota. Um, and it's, it's disappointing because you were coming off such a good run of play, three straight wins. Uh, things seemingly had turned around in the attacking third. Um, you had figured some things out. Um, best run of form that we've seen in a while from Minnesota United coming into this one. And being that you're at home against a struggling, struggling sporting Kansas City side, you thought you'd be able to get maybe get three more points out of it, extend that one streak to four. That did not happen, obviously. You get the loss, or excuse me, you get the draw that feels like a loss. Um, and it's hard not to be disappointed. Now, it is a point. A point is a point. Um, you don't come out of this with a loss, but there definitely is a sour taste in the mouth um, after this 1-1 draw, considering that not just the fact that SKC is SKC this year, but that win was there for the taking in the match, too. You had numerous chances at the end, including that opportunity right at the death that somehow didn't end up in the back of the net. And you leave feeling pretty disappointed from this one. Uh, so my first thing is it feels like a loss. Uh, my second thing, though, is going to be on the positive side. Kamara Lawrence showed out again tonight. Um, first thing, obviously, the goal that he created. I said on Twitter he should probably get credit for this goal because it was his hustle who actually made that sequence happen that led to the own goal. Um, just full speed, dead sprint, chasing down a ball that looks destined for the end line, destined for a goal kick. And Lawrence chases it down, and just before it crosses that end line, he's able to center that pass to the middle, takes a couple deflections, ends up in the back of the net. Um, and that was that was really a, that was that was earned from him because he had an all all in all great performance tonight. He was excellent in the defensive third as well um, on a night where Minnesota United's defense was not all that great. Uh, Kamar Lawrence really shined uh, tonight once again. Um, you know, with the all-star selections being made, you could argue that Lawrence deserved that shot. I think if he had 15 plus starts for Minnesota United um, before the voting takes place, I think he's a shoe in for the all-star game. But, you know, he ent- he came over to Minnesota kind of late. You're switching conferences. Um, he hadn't really been much of a factor for the Red Bulls prior to coming over. So it makes, or excuse me, for Toronto prior to coming over. Uh, but um he's been excellent for minnesota and that form showed again tonight he's really solidified that left back position in the post chase gasper era that we're in now um so that is that is super encouraging moving forward uh but it does come in a loss so there is that grain of salt to be taken there um my final thing my third and final thing is and it's, this is going to be just kind of an overall thing but I, I just think this is an incredible night for soccer in the twin cities um, yes, the one, one draw from Minnesota United specifically doesn't, isn't great, but between TCO stadium and Allianz field, like I mentioned, you had more than 25,000 people taking in live soccer tonight 
in the Twin Cities. I just think that's incredible. And that really, that right there is why we do what we do at SodaSoccer.com, um, putting all that work in to make sure that we're covering all levels and aspects of soccer in Minnesota because so many people care about it, right? Um, not too many markets, you'll see that many people going out on a Wednesday night to take in uh, a live soccer match. But we had two of them for a total of more than 25,000 people in attendance, just awesome. So yes, the one, one draw leaves a sour taste in the mouth, but I think all in all a really, really positive and, and cool night for soccer in the twin cities. And speaking of cool, the, the weather was excellent as well. That, I think that helped a lot, but um, yeah, those are my three things. If you have any takes or takeaways, feel free to drop those in the chat. Um, and while you're doing that, before I get to kind of the match moments and the big um, instances that led to the one, one draw, we're going to shout out some of our friends and our sponsors. First off, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. 801 South Ninth Street, Minneapolis is where you can find them. NinthStreetMPLS.com is the website. Twitter and Instagram at NinthStreetMPLS is where you can find them on the socials. Um, this is a really cool combination of things. Soccer and coffee. You can go play some pickup soccer if, that, if that's your thing. They have affordable weekly pickup pretty much every night of the week. Um, so go check that out on their website. But if you're just a fan of soccer, maybe not interested in playing pickup or playing at all, but you're just a fan of soccer and you want to be inside of a uh, kind of a soccer environment, Ninth Street is an excellent place for that as well. If there is soccer on television, it will be on the television at Ninth Street, um, day or night, doesn't matter. Um, they also host watch parties too. Um, if there's a road match that's on at a decent time, there's a strong likelihood that Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee is hosting a Minnesota United watch party. They've hosted watch parties for Minneapolis City as well. They're very heavily, uh, you know, invested in what Minnesota Aurora is doing. They've had some uh, some pop ups over at TCO Stadium with some uh, some chai tea cold brew, um, you know, for those really really hot days at TCO. Like they are really ingrained in the Minnesota soccer community. So if you love the Minnesota soccer community, you're in that Minnesota soccer community. Uh, I ask you if you haven't checked out Night Street Soccer and Coffee, go do that. Conveniently located in the Twin Cities as well. They're sort of in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, so if you live on the West side, the East side, uh, doesn't matter. Um, if you're in or around the Metro, you can easily access Ninth street soccer and coffee. So hit them up 801 South Ninth street, Minneapolis online, ninth street, MPLS.com. Big. Thank you. Cannot thank these guys enough over at Ninth street soccer and coffee. They've been huge supporters of us and what we're doing at soda soccer and the post loons podcast. Got uh, a comment here from Matt Garrett. What are your thoughts on Bongi in the first half? Uh, I don't know what this guy has to do to get a goal, to be honest. Uh, it seems like he's continuously knocking on the door. Um, you're going to get the good and the bad with Bongi no matter what. I mean, he's a very direct, vertical-type player, which is good, but it's also not necessarily the flashiest soccer at times. He's very, very good in open space. He's very, very good on counterattacks. Um, but working in tight spaces um he's shown some glimpses but he still has some work to improve there so um to be honest matt i was watching aurora and the loons both at the same time so i don't have a firm answer for you i'll have to rewatch the match kind of exclusively without any other distractions to really get a, a great look and vantage point at what bongi was bringing in that first half but from what i saw it was kind of more of the same you get you you, you take what you get with bongi um you know the good is that he is very aggressive in his runs um, he makes himself available on counterattacks. The bat is, you know, he's not really going to dribble around 
too many guys, at least at this juncture. When and when you're a winger, that's a very, very valuable tool to have in your skill set. So hopefully it's something that Bongi can obtain moving forward. Um, if you're like Matt and you want to drop a question or comment in the chat, please do. But uh, I'm gonna move on and go kind of go to our match moments here, the big sort of instances that made the match. And right off the bat, it was the roadside sporting Kansas City that got off the bus and were absolutely out on the front foot for the first, basically the entire first half. But the first 15, 20 minutes were just kind of an onslaught um, in the early going. Um, there was uh, Shalouis getting multiple shot opportunities, um, one of which forced a diving save from St. Clair. Um, he was sort of that individual who shined early on for Sporting KC, but there was just sort of a relentless attack there that Minnesota couldn't really seem to um, ease the pressure on in the early going. And that really set the tone for the entire match. I think that first 15 minutes goes in the opposite direction. We're seeing a much different, um, much different match. We've seen Minnesota United um, in, in prior matches, not necessarily against Vancouver, but definitely against LA and RSL um, scoring in that first 10 minutes really sets the tone for this team. They weren't able to do that tonight. And to be honest, they were actually quite on the back foot in the early going, um, which um, is not a good tone setter, obviously for Minnesota. Um, 28th minute and active first half for St. Clair keeps going, but he's up to the task once again, this time coming off his line to deny a potential point blank opportunity. Um, I thought St. Clair was pretty good tonight. Um, he was called upon uh, a lot specifically in that first half. He was up to the task when he was called upon. That's all you can really ask for from your, uh, from your keeper. Uh, 36th minute Kansas city sends a seemingly harmless cross in, but Debassi whiffs on the clearance attempt. Luckily, Duke on the other end, on the receiving end, isn't able to take advantage of that opportunity. But in the 43rd, this is where we get the opener. Lawrence is able to chase down a ball headed for the end line and send it into the box. Just an excellent hustle play from Kamar Lawrence here. I'm going to echo what I said in my three things. Um, he was a shining star for Minnesota United tonight. Um, you know, I, it's a disappointing one-one draw. I can't really pick out too many guys that had very, uh, you know, super underwhelming individual performances. Nobody really had any great individual performances except for Kamara Lawrence. Nobody really stood out uh, to me except for Kamara Lawrence. And here he just on a full dead sprint chases down a ball. Looks like it's going to head over the end line for a goal kick, but at the very, very last second, he's able to get his foot on it, send it into the box, sort of center it. It defects. It deflects off of fungus um, and um, uh, goalkeeper, John Pulsecamp too. I originally said on Twitter, there was Tim Mealy. I didn't realize he was hurt and it was Pulsecamp in net for SKC, uh, but it sort of takes that double deflection and ends up in the back of the net. So um, that is a big momentum shift for Minnesota United heading into halftime. That's very much against the run of play. Um, Kansas city was really the better side um, significantly for the first half, but you get that own goal and you're feeling pretty good heading into half. That in spite of all of, uh, you know, all of what Casey threw at you, it's actually Minnesota United who's ahead at the break. Uh, 52nd minute, almost another own goal for Kansas City as Fragapane gets deep in the box, tries a centering pass, it's deflected, almost ends up in the back of the net. 53rd, just one minute later, Lawrence's cross finds the head of Amaria. Um, if Amaria meets this sort of in, in the center of goal, I think this goes into either corner. He gets a good head to this, but by the time he reaches it, he's sort of even with the near post and he's just not able to sort of flick it behind him. He sort of flicks it level and it, it goes uh, it goes wide. 
Um, but I thought Amaria actually had a decent performance tonight as well. He was caught offside a couple times, but I'd rather him get caught offside trying to make runs than stand in the middle of the box and do a lot of nothing, which is what we have seen traditionally from him this season. But his confidence grows, and uh, I, I was actually really impressed with what I saw from Amaria tonight too. Uh, but in the 64th, this is where we get the equalizer, and it's Johnny Russell for Kansas City. Uh, great individual effort to debate a cha- evade a challenge in the box. Um, I can't remember if it was Lawrence or DeBassi who tried to make that challenge on Russell. Um, he sort of takes it a little bit, but is able to keep the ball, um, and he's at there point blank after he evades that challenge. Um, nice left footer beats St. Clair for the equalizer. Not really much that Dane can do there with that one, facing a point blank opportunity. Uh, 65th, Loons think they have the lead just one minute after the equalizer. Um, and it's on Maria who does put the ball in the back of the net, but the flag is up for offside as Fragapani was just a half step ahead of the SKC center backs before receiving his pass. And he's the one who fed on Maria. Uh, 76 through ball for Reynoso, but he's offside. Um, he does send the shot in on goal anyway and receives a yellow card for his efforts called for time wasting. Uh, he claims he didn't hear the whistle, but you're going to be carded for that 10 out of 10 times. Uh, 81st, Robin Lud in behind on a nice pass from Amaria, but Pulskamp comes off his line to stop Lud's effort. Turns out he was offside anyways. Um, and then 83rd, a pair of great opportunities for the Loons, but Pulskamp is up to the task with multiple great saves, the second of which comes off a nearly flawless near post deflection from Lud off a corner. Um, and then you get some stoppage time, and at the very, very death of stoppage time, um, the ball is sort of ping-ponging around, pinballing around in front of the box, if you will. Um, there's opportunities for Debasi, Fragapane, at all, basically, to get a foot on this and put it in the back of the net. But somehow, some way, that does not happen. And that is the very last play of the match. Um, and you come out with that 1-1 draw. And again, as I mentioned, it, it's just a sour taste. You had the opportunities to win it. You're facing a vulnerable team in Sporting Kansas City. Um, and, uh, I, I, I thought that, you know, the loons played well in spurts tonight, but it's another match where we didn't see a full 90 from the loons. Um, we didn't really see even a 45 from the loons. I thought at the moment Kansas city got their goal in the second half, that that was against the run of play. I really liked the way that Minnesota closed the first half and started the second half. Um, and then they kind of do what they always do when they're chasing a goal. They sort of have this flurry in the last five minutes plus stoppage time where they get a few uh, opportunities, but it's too little too late, right? That seems to always happen when Minnesota United's down a goal is uh, they, they, they generate some good opportunities but aren't able to make it happen. Um, so that's going to be a challenge for the Loons. If they are going to be that playoff team, now again, they're, they're sitting eighth right now. Um, I believe they're ninth on points per game. So you're, you're not out of the woods. You're actually very much in the woods um, heading into tonight. So this draw doesn't really do much to change that. But if you are going to be that perennial playoff contender, that team that's in the picture at the end of the season, you're going to have to find ways to put a full 90 minutes together consistently. It doesn't have to be every single time out, but you need to, to put a full 90 in more than you don't, if that makes any sense. Um, and even with the wins, it's been sort of a tale of two halves in most cases. Um, against Vancouver, the only, I, I, the, the, I say the only positive. The positive coming off the Vancouver match is actually you were the second half team in that match, not the first, right? 
Um, it's usually been the first half where the loons get out on the front foot and then they sort of, um, they, they, they just ruin it in the second, right? That wasn't the, that hasn't been the case lately. Wasn't the case against Vancouver against Vancouver. Wasn't even really the case tonight, but the reason why it wasn't the case tonight is because you really just really only played well in certain spurts. It wasn't half and half. It wasn't even very consistent. It was just really in spurts. And you were outplayed by a team who is sitting near bottom of the Western Conference right now. Um, so it's definitely a missed opportunity. For me, it's two points dropped. And now you're sort of back to the drawing board. Um, but you don't have much time to sort of dwell on this because you are back at it against another vulnerable squad, DC United, on Saturday. Them and new manager Wayne Rooney come to uh, Allianz Field. So not much time to turn it around, but it's another winnable match. But with that comes the expectation that you're going to win. If they don't get three points against DC, sort of that confidence starts to falter once again. And that seems like you were on that roller coaster once again, right? I think three points is the expectation. Three points should be what you need against DC United to uh, get that confidence back up and prove that, that you deserve to be in that playoff picture. Uh, we'll get to some final thoughts in just a second. It's a quick one tonight, guys. Two post-game shows. My voice is actually almost shot already. So before my voice completely goes out, let's go ahead and shout out our friends over at Pence Homes. If you're buying or selling uh, a home, or maybe you're doing both in Minneapolis or St. Paul, you need to contact Nate and his team over at Pence Homes. Um, not only are they a great group of realtors who can get you top dollar for your home and make sure that you're getting in your new home at, a, at an affordable price considering this crazy market, but they also are huge supporters of the Minnesota soccer community as well. Uh, Pence Homes heavily involved in what's happening with Minnesota Aurora, with Minneapolis City, with Equal Time Soccer, our friends over there who do a, do a great job at covering the women's game across the state of Minnesota, and what we're doing at SodaSoccer.com and here in the post-game show with Post Loons. So if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Minneapolis and you want to support somebody who's supporting the soccer community, but also... Make sure you're getting the best realty experience possible. Um, you're going to hit up our friends over at Pence Homes. How you do that is go to their website, which you can see right there. You can see my finger there, pencehomes.com. Or if you want to skip that and you just want to get right to the conversation, you can email Nate directly. Nate, you can see his name, N-A-T-E. And it's just nate at pencehomes.com. Huge thanks to our friends over at Pence Homes for supporting what we're doing here with sodasoccer.com and post loons final thoughts big picture thoughts on the match tonight um i don't think it's the end of the world yes it's two points dropped yes it's disappointing yes it's uh a match that you were outplayed against a uh team that has not outplayed many teams this season but it's still a result you're still 10 points in the last four matches that's a positive there are positives that you can take from the stretch, even considering this draw. But you have to follow that up, as I just mentioned. DC United has been a dumpster fire. Wayne Rooney is coming in as their new manager. That's going to give them some prominence. That's going to give them some confidence. But it's still a team that's not good. Objectively not good, DC United. So you need to sort of shake this off and you need to go in on Saturday with the expectation that you're better than this team. You're at home. You're going to get three points. 
if you get three points on Saturday, you're back on the right track. Train's good. All good things. That's what, 13 points in five matches. You're feeling great. But if you come up short, another draw, maybe a loss, then things really start to get sketchy in terms of how this team will be viewed in the playoff picture moving forward. It's crazy to think that we're in mid-July and we're putting so much uh, emphasis on one match, but it's a measuring stick thing, right? You can't have, if you consider yourself to be a perennial playoff contender, you cannot have back-to-back matches against bottom-tier teams where you're at home where you don't get a win. You just can't. You just can't do it. So um, it's a big one for Minnesota. It's a big one for confidence. Um, So I'm expecting them to get a win and three points on Saturday. And we'll be back after that match for better or worse, whether they live up to that or not, with another edition of Post Loons. This is a quick one, guys. Again, it was a double post-game show night for me with the Aurora post-game show and now this one. Um, Not as in-depth as I know you're used to or you want to see from Post Loons. I promise we'll be back and better than ever on Saturday with an exclusive Post Loons post-game show with uh, sort of the, the normal rundown of stuff. But my voice is about to go. It's getting super gravelly. It's 10-17 on a school night. I'm going to cut it off here. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and checked us out. If you do want some uh, post-game analysis on the Minnesota Aurora playoff win as well, you can check out, check out Post Aurora right now on our Twitter page. It'll also be up on the um, 10,000 Pitches pod or on the Soda Soccer podcast feed as well. That'll do it for me tonight, guys. We'll be back on Saturday after the match against D.C. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you in just a few days. See you guys.